This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is the final episode of Season 14 right here on Franchise Today. And we'll wrap up the season in style this week with Stefan Figley, president of Five Star Franchising's 1-800-Packouts. But first, my thanks to Babs and Michael Barnett, co-founders of Romp and Roll, for sharing their story last week and what a story it was. Great people, great brand, and as they take their second bite of the apple, I'm confident that it's going to be just as exciting as their first. Season 15 of Franchise Today will kick off on January 3rd with Home Franchise Concepts Chief Development Officer Jonathan Thiessen, followed by Entrepreneur Magazine's Editor-in-Chief Jason Pfeiffer on the 10th with a backstage pass to the inner workings of Entrepreneur's 2024 Franchise 500 and all that it reveals. That'll be followed by a visit on the 17th of January from franchise financing icon Ron Feldman, who, among other things, is working on some new and creative strategies for select franchisors, which could eclipse the need for private equity to grow. And January's guest roster is rounded out when we are joined by my Q1 rising star of franchising as we speak with Aaliyah Alston, founder and franchisor at Icebox Cryotherapy Studios. And to all of that during this happy holiday season, let me add some exciting personal news, as after years of coaxing, my son, Michael Friedman, has finally found his way into franchising. Or more appropriately, I should suggest, franchising has finally discovered him, as he joins the team at FRM Solutions as an account executive. So after years of my partnership with Matt Friedman and people assuming that he was my son, I'd say, no, I've got a son, but he's not in franchising. Well, that story turns a page in a new book, in a new chapter in a new book for my son at FRM and for me, actually, having my son in the business. How about that? And... Let me invite you once again to please visit the new Franchise Today podcast website to revisit some of the hundreds of interviews you may have missed or to suggest future guests or check out my latest blog posts. And yes, do leave reviews if you enjoy Franchise Today and let me know how we're doing. It'll be most appreciated. Okay, a quick timeout and when I return, I'll be joined by Stefan Figley president of Five Star Franchising's 1-800-PACKOUTS. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, 
Plus. Thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE, and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv, and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Stefan Figli is a global strategic marketing and operations executive, a growth driver and results-oriented leader, bringing strategic vision focused on key metrics that drive increased EBITDA performance. Stefan leads organizational change, enhancing brand strength through innovative marketing solutions and products, stimulating dynamic marketing performance and multi-million dollar revenue growth. He is a business and motivational leader and team builder who encourages his teams to realize the big picture impact of building market share growth for the organization. Stefan is also a holistic thinker who has delivered results and a tennis All-American and tour professional, developing keen ability early on to handle high-pressure situations and manage for success. Stefan Figley, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I had one with a peer of yours a few weeks back in Danessa Ataya, who I've known and admired in franchising for a great many years. You, though, have been around for a long while as well, and I don't think our paths have crossed. Yeah, I don't think so, but I, I've been in the franchising world for, for quite some time, so it's kind of shocking we haven't crossed paths in that sense. Well, I always think it's a small world, but it's getting bigger every day. So here's what we do to kick things off every week. We know that franchising is an unintentional way of doing business. Nobody went to school aspiring to become an executive of a franchise company. So we don't find franchising. Franchising finds us. What did that look like for you? And when was that? Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. So I came from the corporate side of marketing and uh, it just happened that I was in a brand that had a large corporate owned entity, over 3,000 units across the United States. But they had certain areas, a very small group of geographies that were still franchised from the very beginning of the creation of the company. And they could not get rid of those contracts from the corporate side. And the big quote problem, I'll say, unquote, that the company had with the franchisees is that they were wanting the marketing assistance and that additional support that really should come from franchising. And I volunteered to take that on with them as I was the director of marketing for the brand and started getting into the world of franchising with about 35 owners that had very extended contracts within their brand. And that's how I started learning more and more about the franchising world and the support elements. And that's how it hit me. And that's how I got started in the in the franchising world. So would we know the name of that company and what year would it have been? Yes, you would know the name of the company. The name of the company is Terminix. And that would have been 2006. 
2006, I think. So quite some time ago, maybe 2005, about 2006, I believe. So I was the director of marketing for the brand Terminex, and we had over 3,000 corporate locations. And then there were certain geographies that were still franchised from the original time. So my job was to run marketing elements, lead generation, brand consistency, and retention for the termite side of the business, which ran about 65 to 70% of the revenues for the brand on an annual basis. And so how did you get more deeply immersed into the franchise side of the business? What were you doing that kind of backed you into that role? So they were doing their own marketing, whether it was direct mail at that juncture, and even launching into their digital, this was still towards the, not the very beginning of digital by any means, but it was still not a regular occurrence for folks to be up on the web. Display ads were still just coming into form in the industry for that business. And so what I helped them is build a strategy that they could leverage the network buying power of the brand Terminex. So we would spend millions of dollars on advertising and marketing from the digital side, the direct mail side. And as one of the franchise owners, they couldn't connect with that because they weren't part of corporate. So I built a bridge that allowed them to connect and take advantage of pre-printed direct mail campaigns. They could just basically add on to the quantity that corporate was going to be able to use in the piece would be customized to a, a local geography. And as franchisees, they loved it because they got a price that was about 25 to 30% of what they were paying if they went in and did it all on their own. And they didn't have to create the content in the designs that were being done. That was all taken care of for them. So everything templated, but the buying power of the brand, the unit level economics just made nothing but sense. Absolutely. Just created better cost per customer rate with a better lifetime value for them when you looked at the overall analytics. And they really enjoyed that. I mean, that was a great hit for them. I did that for about two years with them before I got promoted into a, another position within the company. And tell us about that. What did that look like? Sure. I, I moved over to the chief marketing officer role for Mary Maids, which was about 80% franchised and 20% corporately owned at the time. And I ran both the corporate marketing and the franchise marketing for them. I brought that same template in for the franchisee at Mary Maids so that they could leverage the network buying power inside of a print media as well as digital media. Now it's pretty common to have that buying power, especially in the digital world. But back then it wasn't as readily available, especially on the print side. And as we moved into PPC campaigns and leveraging microsites for hyper-local digital marketing. So I moved over and worked with Mary Maids and the owners at Mary Maids. And that lasted for? That lasted about four years. And I moved over to a group that did exterior sunrooms, additional house add-ons. It was called Four Season Sunrooms. And as a, a growth and marketing strategy there. And we added digital and same type of role, really, but a large focus on that growth element and getting lead flow into the call centers, answering their questions and getting jobs out to franchisees at the time. And so for them, it was a little bit unique. We also had to rebuild the franchise model because they had let their FDD expire years before. And so I worked on that as well to put together a new FDD to continue their growth. So that takes you into a completely different place then, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It took me into a very different place. It was still great to work 
with the franchisees. That's what I enjoyed so much and still do with franchising is working with franchisees and people that are trying to build their business around a platform that they're trying to take as much advantage of and that they can utilize the different resources that are available. So that's why I've really enjoyed that. But I mean, that even led to me working with Jana King as their chief operating officer. But that was where I moved off to after that. I'm curious, what experience did you draw on when you had to put together an FDD? Marketing is a good background because not enough franchisors actually use their FDD as a marketing tool. They think of it as a weapon. But what did you draw from from the experience side to accomplish that? Well, part of it was just working, utilizing what works the best to help franchisees succeed. At the same time, you have to protect yourself as a franchisor. So I can see what you're saying on the weapon side. I see it as it is the tool that brings both sides together. It's the rules to which you play by, but at the same time, it's what you can, as a franchisee, it's what you can actually be able to do. So my background on the marketing side is heavily analytical, not the creative side. I don't do the drawings. I don't come up with the snazzy catchphrases and so forth, but mine is looking at the return on investment, the analytics to the spend of marketing and getting the best out of your investment. And when you combine my background, what you put into an FDD, you really work all the way through the item sevens, what's the value, what they need to invest, what are the rules to the marketing elements that would come next, and then all the way into the business side and how that performs on a revenue, which usually will pop up in the item 19 area of the FDD. So it's a combination of everything. And for me, putting that together, I was able to work with some experts from the legal side of it to really gain a deeper understanding of what the rules were and how it helped also protect the franchisor. But at the same time, we want to make it something that is beneficial to a franchisee so that they can utilize it and grow their business to the best of their ability. That's where the combination between the two really sets in for me. And that's where I enjoy being in that role with franchisees and with a franchisor. I mean, it's the perfect combination. There aren't enough people, I think, in the franchise world who actually get that. But you just kind of succinctly gave away the secret sauce. That's what it's well, all about. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret sauce. It's how much of each do you use yeah. uh, and when and, and so forth. But sure, I mean, there's nobody's trying to take advantage of anybody. It's just everybody has an equal part in how it plays on both sides of that. And the success, when you look at what I've seen in my career from not even just brands I've been in, but other brands that have been super successful in the franchising world, they have that balance. They offer that great support for franchisees. They're there to help them. But at the same time, they stick to the rules that were there and help the franchisees understand why they're there. Otherwise, it's not necessarily as beneficial to the franchisees. And that's something I see with some folks in some of the brands that are struggling because they've let the franchisees kind of run too much of where they wanted to go and they've lost some of their rhythm and the support mechanisms that Mm -hmm. are there for them. Well, walk us up from there to the next milestone. What came next? Sure. I actually moved, acquired a business with my wife. We bought a local existing landscaping company, non-franchised. That for me didn't last very long. She still runs it. This is seven years ago. And I actually moved over and started working with the brand Stomatic, which is a restoration company and franchise, 100% franchise. And I came in as the president there and we worked on franchise development growth. The owner had been in franchising for 25 plus years and had been with the brand for 30. And he had bought it from the previous owners at that juncture. 
and helped him build it, grow it, and get it to a point where he wanted to sell for his exit. And I did that with him and we got it sold. About a year later, I stayed on for the one-year transition and I moved over into something completely different in uh, construction, which was a little bit new for me, but it dealt with a lot of small businesses where my subcontractors for the different areas. We were a national general contractor, commercial business, and it just crept over into the restoration world, which I had come from because many of the restoration folks needed folks with a general contractor's license in certain states to build the business back. So it got me back into that for a little bit. And then I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to Five Star Franchising. And we seemed to think this was a pretty good fit. And I moved over to where I am currently at 1-800-PACKOUTS with Five Star Franchising. And how long has that been? That's been since February. So I'm approaching, what, nine months now almost. So tell us a little bit about Five Star and the other brands that are associated with it and how you guys interact with one another and feed off of each other. Absolutely. Five Star is the platform company. So they own 1-800-PACKOUTS, 1-800-TEXTILES, Bio One, Mosquito Shield, Got You Covered, and Five Star Bass Solutions, as well as ProNexus, which is a marketing services company that's internal, but also works with other brands that are not within that platform company. But as you can see, all those brands are home service related, and that's their focus. And so we actually work very well together, in my opinion. The presidents of all the brands, we meet regularly. We discuss the dynamics that happen with franchisees. Some of us have multiple hundreds of franchisees, and some of us are a little bit more on the emerging side, like myself. And my growth mechanism is franchise development, and then how I continue to help my franchisees be the most successful possible from there. We work together with that to divide and conquer based on our experiences in franchising and see what's worked and what hasn't and how we can offer that great support for everybody. So that's a direction that franchising today is hitting the gas as hard as it can in terms of bringing collections of companies. Private equity used to put up an umbrella over brands. Now private equity is creating brands to put brands together. So Chad Jones and Scott Abbott started this when? Originally, I believe this started in 2012 when Five Star Franchising, the parent company, was created. But they grew it themselves until 2018, I believe, where they then partnered with Private Equity. And then that accelerated the growth even faster. That's when Mosquito Shield, Bio One, got you covered. And then last year in 2022, at the beginning of 2022, 1-800-PACKOUTS and 1-800-TEXTILES was acquired. So you hit it exactly. And they're, they're building and expanding into that. But Scott Abbott and Chad Jones are both heavily involved. Very exciting to work with. They're constantly innovating, which I think is extremely important as a platform company. I think that's part of their job is to come up with different ideas for the brands to work ways and see how it could benefit franchisees for more success. Yeah. And I think they're only adapters. We've seen so many more of these come about post COVID, but they had a plan well before that. And look at what's going on here. You can't ignore it, right? No, we have been in full growth. It's great. Nobody's sitting back and resting on the laurels or what's happened. It's a definite push forward. It's an aggressive push forward. If there's something wrong, let's figure it out and try to build some opportunities and solutions to be successful and get those things into the right direction. Whether it's one franchisee or on a franchise system itself, do we need to work on different areas? So software implementations, making sure that things are working efficiently. And part of that is difficult to make sure a franchisee understands 
the big picture or why we're adding some of these things. And that's where as the brand presidents, we have to then come in and build that relationship with the franchisees so that they understand and we can build that communication so that they can, can truly take advantage of the elements of growth. What a great place to take a break. And let's come back on the other side of that break and talk about where we are today and what the plan looks like moving forward. You've given us a great foundation to park on and let's come back and take a look at the world today and what you see out there one, three, and even five years ahead. We're talking today with Stefan Figley, president of 1-800-PACKOUTS, and we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. In today's world, franchisors must apply systems that manage and support all aspects of franchise relationships, whether it's supporting prospective franchisees on their discovery journeys or getting units open and properly supported, whether it's managing legal, compliance, and royalties, or managing franchisee location and ownership information. I'm talking about FRM Solutions and the power of one, one system, one tool that manages it all for multiple stakeholders across a single brand or across an entire enterprise for multi-branded portfolio companies. Yes, a single instance of FRM is all it takes across departments and across brands. One system providing a single source of truth that will push pull and integrate with data from other sources plus frm offers dynamic and comprehensive dashboarding and robust reporting with customizations available across all departments and brands so replace inflexible take it or leave it platforms with a more personal approach and satisfy the needs of many with the power of one frm solutions the only one that lets you have it your way visit frmsolutions.com to learn more or to order up a demo today. And the conversation continues today with Stefan Figley, president of 1-800-PACKOUTS. You know, Stefan, some people I think have a misconception of what your brand represents. They think that you're another Pods or another 1-800-PACKRAT. I guess some of the disciplines of those businesses are taking care of people's stuff, and you do that too, but there's a lot more to the story. Why don't you give us a thumbnail of the brand itself and what it is that you do that isn't done elsewhere? Absolutely. So we focus on the restoration industry most specifically. So in the restoration world, you have a disaster that happens, and that can be anything from a, a fire or a broken pipe to a catastrophe such as a hurricane or a tornado. And so with that comes the repair, the fix of the problem itself. But in the same time, it puts people's and business belongings in the way. And we don't focus on the mitigation of it and the fixing of it. What we do is focus 100% on the contents of an individual's home, of of a business's possessions and so forth. So if there was a fire, soot would have gotten through everything. We want to make sure it's all cleaned and in a good shape for those homeowners or the client to be able to live their life again. And this is a, a major issue in their life. It's not something you prepare for at all. And there is a specific way to collect the information, work with the insurance company. You have to have the empathy to work with those folks that are in this situation. And we want to take care of their possessions, whether it's a business, whether it's a homeowner. Some of this means a, a lot to them and it's a value to the insurance company. And so we balance in between all of that to make sure that it's handled correctly. So we pass.
pack it out of the house, if you would, and we then clean it professionally. We use ultrasonic tanks, drying, professional methods, not just, oh, we go there and scrub it or something. That's not what we do. We pack it back up clean and store it until the property is ready for it to be brought back. So that's our main concentration of what we do that's different than just flat storage or just moving. We take care of people's belongings. And that's the difference for us. I learned in my conversation some weeks back with Danessa Ataya at Bio One, who are the people, I guess, who take care of the physical problem while you're taking care of the interior. I learned that Bio One has this incredibly high level of empathy in the relationships that they've got with the families, as well as the insurance people and all the people that they deal with. I'm hearing that same bell getting rung here. And I've got to ask you a question about a children's book that you've produced, taking that empathy to a whole different place than just mom and dad, right? Absolutely. I appreciate you bringing it up. We did. We created a children's book, a picture book, and we actually have two versions of it, a little boy and a little girl. And it's hard to think of this ever happening to you unless it's happened and you've had this happen at one point or not. But if you haven't, the parents are in a state at that juncture where they're trying to figure it out on their own. They're talking to insurance companies. They're talking to a restoration company to get it actually fixed. And then they have their belongings. Well, we deal with them. We work with them. We understand what they're going through a little bit. But at the same time, we forget about what we call sometimes the littles. They may have some of their belongings, their lovey, if you would, whether it's a teddy bear or uh, a blanket or something. And it might have to go away so that it can be cleaned properly. And why are they having to move out of their house for a little while? And are they going to get back to their stuff? And it's very unsettling for them. They don't know what's going on and nobody really explains it to them. And we took a little bit of that process in a children's book. So it's done around the little boy or the little girl's favorite possession. The little boy has a rocket ship. The little girl has a tiara. And it talks about the disaster or the issue that happened a little bit and that their possessions are going to be okay and their special lovey, if you would, is going to be returned to them and they're going to be okay and everything's going to work well. We actually rolled it out this past year at one of our trade shows. We brought them the books there and it had a great great response. Insurance carriers, agents were stopping by looking at it. I had one person in the industry that took it home and brought me a video of them reading the book to their one and a half year old that night. And then they brought me the video the next day. And it just shows the connection. And they hadn't had a loss, but it was a neat little book and a neat little toy. And that just shows where we are as a brand. We do the job, but it's more than just the job. You also work with individuals. And that means a lot. And we find that extremely important. And we talk to our franchisees. We work with our franchisees about that as well. So yes, you'll see that across us and almost all the brands within Five Star. It's extremely important. I just think that screams so much about the leadership and the culture. And every brand's got a secret sauce of whatever it is it does. But to me, that's just going the extra mile, plus, plus, plus. I think that's so commendable. Let's talk some about how franchisees work with you guys and how you work with them. Who are you looking for and who should be looking at you? We look for strong individuals, like I just said, but we don't just look at, do they have enough money to do the investment? Can they do this? 
is we look at people that are going to be successful in our environment. And it doesn't mean that our environment is for everybody, but we look at people that have the concern that doing the due diligence as they look for their business, what their questions are, how they fit within it. So for 1-800-PACKOUTS, we have folks that enter that have a big sales side. That's extremely important. You're going to need those relationships. It doesn't just happen. You're going to have to work through it from the marketing elements. You're going to have to have multiple conversations with folks. You're going to network. So that takes a certain skill set and have the willingness to keep that up and keep the conversations going. So there's that side. And then you have the other side, which is going to be pure operational side that has to execute it. We work in a heavy industry around insurance, and that takes a lot of evidence, inventory, show them what's happened, document, document, document. You want to make sure you've documented everything that's happening because they're reimbursing based on that. And that's how you protect that homeowner or that policyholder as well as if you document it correctly, they're going to get the right things covered to make sure they have less to worry about. So we look for people in all of those elements. So you don't have to be an expert in everything. Most people aren't. I'm not. I try to surround myself with people that just make us better and stronger in areas that I might be weaker in. But we challenge new franchisees to think about that as well. What is your strength and what are you going to need that support? in as you get going. And so those are the types of folks we look for as we evaluate new franchisees and who can be a strong growth mechanism for themselves. We want them to be successful. I don't want to just take their territory fee. I want to make sure I take their territory fee and they are going to be growing and hitting the numbers they want to hit and be successful. That is the right balance, in my opinion, to get the right folks into the network. And that's what we look for. So how big a deal is this in terms of investment? How large a territory does somebody buy and how much equipment do they have to control and manage? So we start our, uh, our, our territories are a full pop, a marketing population of 1.5 million population. That's how the territories are divided for packouts. That's quite large. The way we do it is we protect those territories as a marketable territory. That means the owner has the rights and they have unique rights just for them to be able to market that geography, which goes to restoration contractors, plumbers, insurance adjusters, insurance agents, insurance companies. If they have those connections, they then can follow a claim wherever it might take them, as long as it comes from their marketing sources within their territory. But from an investment perspective, with everything set in, you're looking at somewhere between 130000 on the very, very low side. That might be someone that actually may own a building that they want to utilize. Then you don't have additional rents that are already out there. But when you look at the average, you're looking somewhere between 150 and 250 as an investment level. You have to have a truck. You have to have a good rental space with warehouse. We require that. You have to have a cleaning room and all the right cleaning materials because that's what separates us from just everybody else trying to just get into the game, if you would. And that's what we feel sets us apart from other folks is we we set that. We set our instructions on the packing to make sure that we protect those items and have lower breakage than what is normally seen by either movers and others in the industry as well. What's a day in the life of a typical franchisee? What role do they play in the business? They got to be out. If they're not on a job doing an actual pack out, then they want to be marketing. They want to be 
talking and networking within their markets. They want to be engaged with carriers. The marketing isn't just to homeowners or restoration companies. You have to continue that marketing all the way down through the industry itself. And that includes insurance carriers, adjusters you may know or can get connected to. It's being part of your environment, your geography. So whether it's Better Business Bureau, working with the chamber, putting yourself out there and getting recognized as a business partner to other businesses in the community, that's where opportunities start to spark up. Working with the local fire department, seeing how you can be helping them help be part of that empathy when a disaster happens, talking to plumbers. So they're working on this every day. The other aspect of it is estimating, continuing their education around estimating it correctly. By doing so, you're getting it right for the insurance carrier. You'll get paid on a quick basis, get paid with less arguments because you inventory everything. It's doing the right process. So a franchise owner is engaged on a regular daily basis, whether it's the full operations or they're out doing the marketing, they're going to be engaged in that execution. It's not a sit back and wait till something happens. That's not going to generate the revenue growth that I've seen in my discussion with owners seems very prevalent in the 1-800-PACKOUTS network. What about on the benevolence side? Do you guys have a national charity or do you allow your franchisees to make those decisions at the local level? We do have a national charity. It's Mercy Chefs. They operate in catastrophe situations. We, in the past, we built them a mobile kitchen, which they can take into a hurricane zone, for example, and cook for first responders and for people that have their lives have been potentially turned upside down. They may need a meal. So they're able to do that. So we do have that relationship, but we also encourage our franchisees to participate in local charities and possibilities to improve the lives of where they live and work as well. We should spend a minute talking about your unique training center as I understand it, you guys built a place to be able to be the equivalent of a home that goes into the need for restoration. Tell us about that. Yes. So we have uh, our training, our national training center inside the warehouse actually has about a 1000 square foot house all the way to the point where the previous owner put in a faux tree in the front yard and everything at this current juncture. But the house is laid out as a one bedroom house. It's a fully stocked bathroom, kitchen, living room. It has a computer. It has some antiques. And what we do with that is we train franchisees what to look for when they get there, how to deal with the interaction if they're with an adjuster or if they're with a homeowner. Again, this comes back to what do you do in this situation, how to be empathetic, but also provide them the information. A lot of homeowners at that time, they're confused. They don't know what's about to happen. And telling them and walking them through the process helps. So we help them tell that story as they go through the pack out process. We work on the right way to protect belongings from the kitchen, such as glasses and plates and china, all the way to what to do with bedding, how to protect it, how to get it out, how to evaluate packing it up properly, how to document it. So all of that's done within the house. We actually have owners pack out the entire place. They then go through the cleaning session for a day where they're working in our ultrasonic tank. So we have an entire cleaning station set in the warehouse, and then they put the cleaned materials into new boxes. And then on their final day, they bring it back and pack it back out and how they would return it to a homeowner. So we walk through the entire process, documenting it all on the software correctly and making sure that they've done it. And we run tests and quizzes throughout the deal. And sometimes it's fun just to see how they do. And we keep those rankings across everybody that comes through the training. So we have some fun with it as well. 
Sounds amazing. Toughest question of the day is the last one before I ask you to give us some contact info. The question that I'm going to hit you with first, though, is what haven't I asked you today, Stefan, that you wished I did? Well, I think one would be what would you tell new franchisors, new franchisees, what are they looking for? Uh, and and to, I'll answer the question that I think on that. For franchisors, I think if you're an emerging franchisor, you're building a new platform for folks. You're building something. You have to have that excitement. You have to have that support mentality that you're going to offer this on a regular basis. You're going to know the topic better than the new franchisees that are coming in. And you want to work with them on a regular basis to show them how to get it done better. At the same time, you want to encourage them to provide any feedback so that you have a two-way communication and innovation going on. And that, I think, would really set franchisors up as they continue to grow. For franchisees, as you're looking, you want to investigate the entire brand. What are they doing? How are they? Who are they? Don't bank it on one person that's in the organization. Do it on the brand and where they've been and where they're going. And that's where you're you're buying into. You're not buying one person because they may leave in a franchisor. Franchisors have turnover just like other companies, but the model that's being built and that's being delivered on a regular basis is extremely important. And then get to know the network a little bit. If the network is engaged and they're willing to have you in and talk to you, that is a great network to be a part of. And I, I know there are so many brands out there that have great networks. And those are the ones I think that are going to continue to be more successful. And as a, a potential franchisee, I think that's what you want to look for. Some sage advice and wisdom and much appreciation appreciated by all, I'm certain. How about some contact info before we let you go so those that are inspired by what they're hearing today, Stepan, have a way to find you again. Absolutely. So you can reach us through 1-800-PACKOUTS.com. Very simple. You also can reach me. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, just like most executives are at this day and age. It's a great resource. But you can reach me also via email at Stefan, it's S-T-E-F as in Frank, A-N dot Figley at 1-800-PACKOUTS.com. Be happy to to share any advice and engage in any way if there's some questions that might pop up. It's been a terrific interview and a great opportunity to get to know somebody that I didn't know before, but now I'm anxious to get to know more about you as well. Maybe we'll get a chance to have an adult beverage at the IFA. What do you say? That would be fantastic. I will definitely be there and I hope that we can get together there. Stefan Figley, president of 1-800-PACKOUTS. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Well, that does it for today and for 2023. My hope is that you'll have a safe and happy holiday season with loved ones and that you travel safely to and from wherever the season takes you. We'll be right back here quicker than you think to kick off season 15 at 12 noon Eastern on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024, when the new season kicks off with Jonathan Thiessen, Chief Development Officer at Home Franchise Concepts franchisors of budget blinds, tailored closet, kitchen tune-up, bath tune-up, two maids, concrete craft, light speed restoration, premier garage, and Aussie pet mobile. So until then, please remember to drop a review or a guest suggestion at FranchiseTodayPodcast.com. It's always great hearing from you, but especially so over the holidays. Until next year, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.